0: So much- You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello and welcome to You Beauty. And it's Tuesday, which means I'm Shazzy Hunt. And in today's Ask an Expert episode, we're going to get to the bottom of that scaly, red, and sometimes a bit bumpy rash that can break out around the mouth and nose area, or as it's technically known, perioral dermatitis. Now, if any of those symptoms are ringing true or maybe this is the first time you've even heard of perioral dermatitis, well, the good news is today I'm joined by Dr Anita Patel from Complete Dermatology in Sydney and she's going to help us wrap our heads around it all. Dr Patel, great to have you back to talk skin on you beauty.
1: Thank you for having me, Shazzy.
0: Perioral dermatitis. What is it actually and is it something to be concerned about?
1: It's not a scary disorder and it is... Controllable and essentially curable, but we can't always stop it recurring if given the right conditions. We don't entirely understand it. It looks like small red bumps surrounding the side of the nose in the nose crease along the creases that run from the nose to the mouth and sometimes around the corners of the mouth and chin it can also affect the eye area quite close to the eyelash margin on the outer margins of the upper and lower eyelids which is red bumpy the little bumps can have tiny, tiny little pussy heads or they can have tiny little blistery heads, usually more burning and sensitive rather than itchy. We believe that it can be triggered by application of certain cosmetics, by exposure to certain chemicals in toothpastes, cosmetics, even certain food flavorings and colorings. And it does seem to be more commonly in people who have a background of rosacea. And of course, I forgot to mention the most important trigger is the application of strong cortisone creams on the face.
0: Is there a particular type of person who's likely to get it? You said someone prone to rosacea. Are there any other kind of common characteristics?
1: Um, Perhaps people who have a background history of eczema or who develop itchy, dry patches of skin on the face who might be using cortisone creams regularly. Is the presentation
0: on the face always the same with perioral dermatitis?
1: Generally, yes, to a trained eye, but I think a lot of non-dermatology health professionals can be confused by the presentation.
0: And is it common for perioral dermatitis to come and go?
1: Yes. Usually there is a trigger, but often you have to delve quite deeply into what that that trigger might be.
0: I'm glad you mentioned triggers because obviously prevention is always the preferred method with any kind of skin condition. Is it easy to identify these triggers?
1: Not always. So the triggers can be application of a strong steroid cream on the face. The issue with application of strong steroid creams is that the perioral dermatitis settles down very quickly with these creams but often then rebounds when the creams are stopped. So people tend to get into this spiral of using the steroid creams more and more and more often to try and control it but in fact they're almost feeding the perioral dermatitis to Become more persistent, more severe, and then rebound when they stop using it. Tell
0: me about the treatment options then that are available both over-the-counter and prescription.
1: So the most important treatment tool is, as you've said before, prevention. And we do believe that some people are more sensitive to mineral oils within cosmetic products. So, mineral oils within certain foundations and heavy, rich moisturizers can, we think, irritate the fine pores and sweat openings in the skin. We think that that might be one mechanism by which this condition occurs. There is an overlap, I believe, between perioral dermatitis and rosacea. So any of the triggers that make rosacea worse, overheating the face, alcohol, hot chili foods, stress, again, certain very occlusive cosmetics sitting in the sun, all of those things, I believe, can also make perioral dermatitis worse. When it gets to the stage where people are seeing a dermatologist, The condition usually requires treatment with an oral antibiotic, an oral anti-inflammatory antibiotic, and that antibiotic is working as an anti-inflammatory when we prescribe it at a low dose rather than an antibiotic which is killing bacteria. There are certain anti-inflammatory topical antibiotics that sometimes work and there are anti-inflammatory non-steroid creams which are also only available on prescription which can help but usually only in very mild cases.
0: How long do those creams take to work generally?
1: It can take up to six to eight weeks.
0: That time frame is probably not what people wanted to hear but I guess that's the reality of it.
1: (laughs) Exactly I guess people just need a lot of hand holding during that bad period because it does settle. I've not had anybody who hasn't settled.
0: And all the the options you just mentioned with as far as treatment they're all prescription are there any over the counter measures or is this too far gone for an over the counter measure
1: there are over the counter creams that can reduce inflammation in the skin they come under an umbrella that i call rosacea friendly products so they all have slightly different active ingredients vitamin b some plant products that reduce inflammation and redness in the skin and reduce growth of new blood vessels into the skin but usually by the time people have a persistent rash over the counter creams just can't get it under control
0: can you ever be completely cured of perioral dermatitis
1: Often people only have one to two episodes ever and then learn what to avoid and how to manage it in the future. But the underlying condition that a lot of people have associated with perioral dermatitis, rosacea, cannot be treated, but it can be managed very well.
0: Is it common for perioral dermatitis to be mistaken for other conditions? Is there a problematic side to that where you might be using the wrong treatments? What are some of the instances
1: There are other rashes that can affect a similar part of the face. Psoriasis, as I've said before, atopic eczema or endogenous eczema, um, contact dermatitis, so an allergic reaction to an applied product on the skin. There's a condition called seborrheic dermatitis that commonly affects teenagers and even acne which does make it difficult because the treatments for those conditions are very different and can often exacerbate perioral dermatitis.
0: I guess the best thing you can do is go to a GP first to get a diagnosis on this?
1: Many GPs are well-versed to treat this condition and understand it, and if the GP is not winning, they will usually refer on to a dermatologist.
0: Every episode of You Beauty ends with a myth, so here's yours. It's a bit of a cheeky one. Perioral dermatitis can be caused by PASH rash.
1: I've never been asked this question before. But but I think, yes, possibly, if the person is uh, genetically susceptible and has very sensitive skin and has an underlying rosacea condition that's been undiagnosed and untreated, certainly the friction and irritation of a bearded man could conceivably set off perioral dermatitis.
0: Heat and friction, it feels like all the elements are there, but the fact you haven't been asked it before makes me think it's probably not very common.
1: Well, certainly not that my patients divulge one well of their tricks.
0: <laughs> they don't want to tell you. They just said, I was eating spicy food for a week. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Dr. Patel, thank you for joining us on you Beauty to help us better understand
1: perioral dermatitis. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Shazzy.
0: Now, doing your taxes is probably something that's on your mind at the moment. It's on mine, I know, but maybe not in your top 10 fun things to do list. But a little time spent now to look over your finances can go a long way in helping you save money and reap the benefits sooner. The best way to be smart through the year to make tax easier is not to leave it till the end of the year. Be organised, keep great records take a photo of the receipt, save that into your phone, onto Dropbox, or even onto the ATO's app. And that way, you don't need to worry about missing receipts and locating things at tax time. It's all there and in the one place. Check out Melissa Brown in Mamma Mia's What the Finance podcast for all your tax time tips. You can find it in your favourite podcast app today. And big thanks to anyone listening who has become a Mamma Mia subscriber. Subscribers get access to every podcast, exclusive videos and all the great articles on Mamma Mia. For more information, there's a link in the show notes. This episode was produced by Michaela Floriano and I'm your host, Shazzy Hunt. Don't forget, you beauty will be back tomorrow with our weekly episode of Beauty News. Have a great day. Bye.